0: Hey, Pathway family, welcome to church. We're so happy that you can join us this morning, this evening, whenever you're watching and wherever you're watching from. Today, we're going to be starting our new series, and we're going to start with singles. Now, a lot of you guys remember what it's like to be single. I definitely remember what it's like to be single. And while that's not always a fun memory, some people are still in it. And so we want to we address the fact that we can have a relationship with God and his gospel and his people even while being single. So we're going to be reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 to 33. So if you guys wouldn't mind turning in your Bible, wherever you're at, to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and we'll be starting in verse 29. He says here, he says, "'But this I say, brethren, uh, the time is short, "'so that from now on, even those who have wives "'should be as though they had none.'" Those who weep as though they did not weep, those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use this world as not misusing it, for uh, the form of this world is passing away. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for who you are and how you love us in every stage of our lives as we go through this life and we navigate different relationship waters and different things that we're going through. God, I just pray that your presence would be here with us even today and that you would speak to those of us uh, that, that are uncomfortable with where we're at. Or Lord, for those of us who want to edify and speak life into others, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us and give us The knowledge that we need and the wisdom to use that knowledge. We love you and we thank you. I just pray that my words would fall away and that your words would speak to everyone here this morning. We love you and we thank you. In your name, amen. So here, guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a personal story here. When I was growing up, I hated being single. I was a kid that watched Boy Meets World uh, regularly and I loved it. I wanted a Topanga in my life from the time I can remember uh, until now. And luckily I have that in my wife. But I thought I was cursed with singleness. I thought that I was unwanted or undesired, that, that no one respected me or wanted to listen to what I had to say and that only getting married or getting into a relationship would fix that. And let's just say, quick side note, I was very wrong in that attitude because it didn't fix anything getting married. Um, But here's the thing is, statistically speaking, if you want to get married, if you're a person that desires to get married, Statistically, the the odds are overwhelming that guess what you will eventually get married, and so there is hope in all of this. Now, if you don't want to get married, guess what? The statistics aren't a problem to you because you're not going to pursue marriage. So that's just a quick fix for all of this. Uh, here's the thing, though: is I looked at it as being a curse. I looked at it as being a frustration, as a downer, all these things. The Bible looks at it completely differently. The Bible talks about. Not only being single as a gift, but also something that we should strive for even after we get married. Paul talks about this idea of of being single-minded even in your marriage and being focused on God. And so here's the thing is there's this idea in the church that marriage and family and all these things are the epitome of everything that it is to be a Christian. And, And really that's not exactly correct. Now those are beautiful things and we're going to be talking about those things throughout the next few weeks. But really there's this stigma that has been created that being single means that you're less than or that you're incomplete or something like that. And, and I think that Paul here is talking, and and I think we're going to look at a few verses that that express that that's really not the way we should be viewing our singleness if we are still single. And so there's this idea of being counter-cultural status to what the, the culture of Christianity says about being single. Verse 7 of chapter 7 uh, is a verse uh, th- that's often used to talk about Paul being single and how people should be fine with being single. And he says this, he says, For I wish that all men were even as myself, uh, meaning single, but each one has his own gift from God, one in, in his manner, in this manner, and another in that. The truth here is that it's not just okay to be single and it's not just something that Paul was okay with, but it is actually a gift from God to be single. And and we use that word and, and some people kind of say like, well, what do you mean by gift? Because I don't view it as being a gift. And, and a lot of times we've done a disservice because people feel like even when we do say, hey, this is a gift from God, people get a little bit frustrated because we come out with platitudes and, and really fake cheesy Christian sayings that just don't don't actually solve the problem. Like I, I get that you're saying that it's a gift, but I don't feel like it's a gift. And so I wanna talk about this idea of what does it mean to have the gift of singleness? And, and here's the thing is we, we, try and, we try and make it better by saying, oh, it's just a phase and don't worry, you'll get married someday. The right person is out there for you. There are plenty of fish in the sea and all these things. And so we talk about it being a phase in life that we, we need to get through. Don't worry, you'll get through this and and some struggle th- and it's it's viewed as some struggle that eventually uh will be ended by finally getting married by finally finding that person and and guys that's not comforting thoughts. If you think about it, Paul says that not only it's being single is a good thing, but that it's a gift. And, And here's the thing is, even though it's hard to view as a gift, when we do view it as a gift, we're able to grow in our relationship with God because we're able to understand how he has made us and the purposes for which he has made us. So you, as a single person, have a purpose in this world while you are single. You are not, your value does not start the moment that you get into a relationship. Your value to the kingdom of God doesn't mean that you have to be married to, ha- to add value to the kingdom, to add value to the church, to add value to my life or anyone else's life who is already married. And there's this, there's this idea that, and, and I'm not saying that people openly would say this, but there's this thought process, especially for a person that doesn't want to be single right now. There's this pr- thought process that what they have to say is not valuable until they get married and that's just not true the truth is is that Christ can change us and Christ affects our lives personally every day when we study his word when we grow closer to him and so when we start viewing being single as a gift we start looking for the positive in things not just the negative aspects of being alone or anything like that and and the truth is and we're going to talk about this later you can be single without being lonely And so here's the thing, guys, is I want to encourage you that if you are single or if you're dealing with someone who is single or or whatever it may be in your life, don't try and rush through this phase of life. Enjoy the moment that God has put you in and, and dive deep into what he can do through you, whether that means being able to go on missions trips without any kind of thought being able to move and just go being able to hang out with friends late at night edifying one another and giving them the gospel and talking to them about these things are all things that are gifts that that guys once you start getting married and having kids your priorities change because i love all of you guys here at this church a whole lot but none of you come before jackie and my kids because those people are my first ministry And I know that Pastor Rob would agree with me in that as as far as his family goes, maybe not my family. But here's the thing is being single is a time that should be spent learning how to spend time with God as well as how to serve him faithfully. And look guys, the idea is if you don't do it now, you're not gonna do it later. It's the same idea as if I gave you a million dollars right now and you didn't know how to budget it, chances are very good that that million dollars will not last you as long as it could if you were already budgeting before it. And so the idea is if you're not spending time in God's Word, if you're not pouring into what He's given us to study Him and to get to know Him now, then chances are good a wife or a husband is not going to make that easier. It's going to be harder to find the time to spend for, with God. It's going to be harder to, time to, to carve out that time with Him to, to be disciplined in these things. And so being, being single gives you the opportunity to really press into what God has given you as far as this gift. And look, the truth is you'll never have more time to serve Jesus than when you are single. That's just the truth. And I think you could talk to any married married person and very few of them would say that they have more time now to serve Jesus than when they were single and when they were they were able to serve him just freely almost. It's a good thing to grow in the knowledge and wisdom through this time. It is a good thing. Now... I'm just going to be honest with you for a second. Uh, So a little sidebar here. Just because it's a good thing to grow in knowledge and wisdom and all those things, those are all good things. They're all gifts. That doesn't mean it's easy. And so I I do want to help, help you understand I'm not naive to the fact that being single can be hard. Being single and feeling alone, all those kinds of things can be difficult, but there's different avenues that we as a church wanna provide as well as you know, friends that you have wanna provide that allow you to have the fellowship without having the relationship necessarily that you desire. So, so being single doesn't mean that you have to be alone. And so I'm not trying to sit on a high horse and be like, oh, you need to accept this and you need to look at it as a gift without understanding that it can be hard sometimes. And so I am not naive to the fact. And the only thing that I can encourage you guys with is that this Bible gives us the perfect example of a single person and that is Jesus Christ. And he is our perfect example in every aspect of our life. But Jesus is our example of what a single person can do in a very condensed, short amount of time. Look, Jesus single, Jesus being single was concerned about doing the will of the Father. Many times in the New Testament, Jesus talks about how he is here to do the will of the Father. That is his purpose behind everything that he did. He was focused. He was single. Uh, my, my parents used to tell me that I had a single track mind because I would always ask for the same things after for Christmas. I would always ask for the same things for my birthday. I always wanted the same gifts, those kinds of things. And they were always way out of the price range. But, but I had a single track mind because that's all I wanted. The Topanga relationship. That was my single track focus. And I was a creepy kid sometimes because I wanted that relationship so badly above everything else. And so we can get single track focused, but if we're single track focused on God, then we become like Jesus because Jesus was single track focused on the will of the Father. Look, he was not tied down to a relationship with family and, and kids, uh, which is a huge reason why Jesus was able to travel, teach, and, and do so much. Again, I mean, he had three years to do his ministry, and in those three years, he was an effective minister of the gospel. I think we would agree probably the most effective minister of the gospel, because he's Jesus. But guys, he had a very short amount of time, but he used that three years of ministry, of public ministry, with purpose. He had a purpose behind that ministry, and he was about his father's business. And so, yes, it can be discouraging being alone in this time or single in this time, but guys, think about what you could do in three years. If you just have that single track mind, I am going to purposefully dive into the word of God and serve him just as much or, or as much as I can towards Jesus, towards the idea of Jesus loving us. And now that's not easy, but here's the thing is we need to have that single track focus, even as married or relationship people. So Luke chapter 14 verses 26 and 27 say this, It's Jesus and he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Those are heavy words. And guys, I'll be honest in saying, sometimes I don't know how to handle that passage because I think about my, my wife and my kids and how much I love them. And how much, what I would do for them and all these kinds of things. And, and, and you've probably heard different pastors interpret what Jesus is saying differently. But the truth of the matter is, is he's giving this idea of my wife and my kids. If I love them more than I love Jesus, then that's an idol. Just like as a single person, if you love the idea of the relationship more than you love Jesus Christ himself, then that has become An idol. And if, you, if you're idolizing something, then no matter how you go into that relationship, no matter how spiritual a relationship that is, no matter how beautiful, whatever, it's going to fall short because it has taken a precedence over Jesus Christ. So we need to be willing to deny everything and pick up our cross and f- serve Jesus. And so singleness provides that opportunity easier than any other time in your life. Because now I have to think about my wife and kids with every decision that I make. I have to think about those things. And not that that's a burden that I'm not willing to bear, but guys, as a single person, I took that for granted. I took it for granted that I I wanted the wife and kids more than I wanted the serving Jesus. And so we have to get to the point where we are willing to really give up everything, even as Not just a single person, but as a married person, as parents, everything. But when you have the right focus of singleness, being a gift from God, you're able to dedicate all of your life wholly to him and his purposes. Now, able to and actually do are two very different things. (laughs) Let's just be honest. You are able to offer your entire life. God has given you that ability, just like everyone else in this world, single or otherwise. Now, are you going to actually do it? And that's where the rubber meets the road on this, is if you're willing to, he will meet you in that place. If you're willing to go down that path and dive deep into his word and dive deep into serving him and dive deep into becoming a disciple of Jesus, not just a, not just a, a, a butt in a church seat, then God will meet you in that place and he will take care of you. And the relationship all of a sudden will become, maybe it's still important but it will become far less important than seeing Jesus Christ being glorified. And that is our purpose, again, regardless of where we are. So Jesus lived a perfect life and Jesus lived a perfect single life. He showed us an image of a life that was lived with others and for others. And he did not allow his singleness to disqualify him from ministering to others around him. Again, I disqualified myself not, God did not disqualify me. None of my sin or anything like that disqualified me. But I disqualified myself because my idea of having a relationship was an idol in my life. And so I was not able to, to minister as, as well as I could have. I was not able to grow as much as I could have. And guys, I, I just, right now, I wish I would have understood that it's okay to be single and that it's okay to serve Jesus. Jesus gave us an example of being what it meant to be single, but not be alone. Because Jesus was very rarely alone. And if he was, he was with God. So all of this to say that being single is not a curse. It's not something that you need to fix. And I know that in, even in this kind of a town, this kind of an area where we live, um, look, I come from Mormon land. Uh, in utah where if if you 're a seventeen year old girl and you haven 't gotten at least a proposal yet like you 're kind of getting into the old maid territory, so I know what it 's like to be in a situation where people expect you to get married or want you to get married and and their intentions are good, and i 'm not saying that it 's a bad thing, and we should always be encouraging people with what they want to be encouraged with now the knowledge is, or the wisdom comes when you understand whether or not that single person that you're talking to trying to hook up, whether they want to be hooked up or not. That's where wisdom comes into play here, because they might not be biting at the hook that you're dangling, and there might be a reason behind that. Um, So, but here's the thing, is it doesn't disqualify you or impede you from ministry, being single. Making a relationship an idol absolutely does because you will be so focused on that that you won't be able to be focused on God's will for your life. So understand it's not something that you need to fix. It's not something that disqualifies you. Being single is a gift from God. It is, yes, it is the gift of time and it's time to learn and time to grow closer to Jesus and time to serve him with freedom, being able to drop everything and And move to Zimbabwe or wherever it is that God is calling you to. You can't do that with a wife and kids or a husband and kids as easily. But here's the thing. I want to just say this little sidebar because sometimes it does feel like this. The church, the big C church, but pathway even, we are not against single people. It is not something that we hate or something that we think needs to be fixed either. We want to help. We want to come alongside for sure and, and, and guide, but that's no different than anybody else in this, in this world. And so don't feel alone if you're single. If you're single, there's other singles in this world. If you're single, there's other married couples that want to disciple you. There's people in this world that desire to help and to, to walk along this life with you. While, you're be, while you are single, be singly focused on Jesus and his will. Use this time you have, uh, use the time you have been given to disciple and to discipline yourself in the Lord. Allow the gospel to drive you closer to God and to serve Him more than ever, and in that, be blessed. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you have you have created us in a way that we go through. Yes, we go through phases in life, but Lord help us to not get bogged down in the word phase of life. Lord, help us to be in that moment and experience fully what you have for us in that moment. What do you want from me as a single person? What do you want from me as a married father of three? Lord, what do you want from us in these moments as we go through life where we can grow closer to you, where we can learn from you, where we can experience your wisdom and Lord, that we can impart it to others? I pray that you would just bless these people who who are listening right now, who are single, who are struggling with it, or even those people who aren't struggling with it. Lord, I pray that they would take away that they have time right now. Lord, they have time to sit down and to study your word. And a time that they'll never have any other time in their life than right now in this singleness. So Lord, I pray that they would press into you and that they would use Jesus as the example for their lives, looking at him as he served the multitudes as he went to the mountain to pray alone. Lord, I pray that they would take encouragement from you and that they wouldn't just be uh, broken down and, and disheartened, but Lord, that they would understand that they are precious, that they are loved, that they are desired. Lord, even if by you alone, Lord, we thank you so much that we have you to help pick us up out of the dirt. I just pray that you would go with us this week as we, serve, as we seek to serve you better in whatever capacity we can. We love you and we thank you. In your name, amen.